You are now listening to The Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio.
This is our God where we met thee. Blessed are our hearts, drunk of the wine of the world, we forget thee. Shadow beneath thy hand, may we forever stand our God. to our God, true to our native land, Mm. true to our God, true to our native land. If you did not know, we are the Israelites of the Bible. We are God's chosen people. We are the people of the book, the people of the Bible, the Israelites that the Bible speaks of. Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio. I am your host, Afia Levi. And at this time, we're going to get into some good, 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 good info. Some info that you never heard of in your life. Because a lot of times people that go to public education, schooling, you know, never learn about the East African slave trade. That's right, the East African slave trade. And that's what we're going to get into in this discussion. So what I would recommend is to grab a pen, a paper, and really truly buckle down and learn this information. All right, so what we're going to get into first, we're going to talk about our ancestor. We're going to get into some scriptures a little bit. And then in the second part, we're going to get into history books and some knowledgeable information that can give us some insight as to um, what's going on in society, what's going on with us and the East African slave trade in itself. Okay, so that's what we're going to get into. So when you think about our ancestor, King Solomon, a black man, this man ruled over the Arabs. Okay. We ruled, we had a kingdom that was over all nations of the earth, including the nations of the Arabians. Okay. When you go to first Kings chapter 10, verse 13 through 15, it gives a description of the amount of power that our ancestor had. Okay. First uh, Kings chapter 10 and verse 13, it says, and King Solomon gave unto the queen of Sheba all her desire whatsoever she asked beside that which Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. Now, keep in mind, we had rulership extending all the way to the Queen of Sheba. Where did she live? In Ethiopia. Where is Ethiopia? Africa. Okay, we have to remember the context of where the Bible is. The Bible isn't in Scandinavia. 
not in Russia, not in, in Rome at the time that we're reading this. Our ancestors were in the continent of Africa. This is proof that the indigenous population of the Israelites were non-white, they were not Polish, they were not German, they were not Caucasian, they were not Ashkenazi, because when you go back and look up Ashkenazi, Ashkenazi was a Gentile in the book of Genesis, okay? So our ancestors lived in the continent of Africa, and we're reading about how King Solomon had power over the Arabians. Watch this. It says, verse 14, now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 603 score and six talents of gold. Besides that, he had a merchant of the merchantmen and of the traffic of the spice merchants and of all the kings of Arabia. All the kings of Arabia and of the governors of our of the country. Okay, so we see here that King Solomon in the book of Kings, alright? Because when they talk about us as black folk, they say, oh, we was just Africans swinging off of trees and all this stuff, right? We literally have a book in the Bible called the Book of Kings, where our ancestor, King Solomon, who's a black man, right? Song of Solomon, chapter 1 and verse 5. I am black but comely as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. This is clearly in the Bible, right? Look not upon me because I am black. That's in the Bible. <laughs> and a lot of folks just walk around dumb, like, literally like, oh, there's no black history in the Bible. Black people, we don't know where they come from. They were just slaves and just scattered everywhere. But literally, we are the people in the book that were scattered into all nations during slavery. And we're going to get into that later on in the show. But look how King Solomon got down, right? Second Chronicles chapter 9, verse 14. Besides that which Chapman and merchants brought, and all the kings of Arabia and governors of the country brought gold and silver to Solomon. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So think about that. These Arabs that had enslaved our people, that we're going to get into this history, this rich history of the East African slave trade, these Arabs rebelled against our ancestors and ended up enslaving our ancestors. And we're going to get into information pertaining to Islam. You black people that are in Islam, y'all need to get out of that religion. It's a false religion. It's not teaching you the truth. It's not providing you with the information for salvation. It's not teaching you the truth. Watch this. Second Chronicles chapter 21 and verse 16 through 17. It says this. Moreover. Hold on one second. It says, moreover, the Lord stirred up against Jehoram, the spirit of the Philistines, that's the Palestinians. The Philistines are indigenous Africans of Arab descent, right? 
of uh, I'm sorry of Palestinian descent, right? And then it says the spirit of the Philistines, and then it says and of the Arabians that were near the Ethiopians. Just let me read it again. Moreover, the Lord stirred up against Jehoram the spirit of the Philistines and of the Arabians, the Arabians that were near the Ethiopians. And they came up into Judah and break into break into it and carried away all the substance that was found in the king's house and his sons and his wives so that there was never a son left him save Jehoaz, the youngest of his sons. So we see that King Jehoram, right? One of the descendants of the Israelites, he ended up having the Philistines and the Arabians come and fight against his kingdom, right? Which was near the Ethiopians. Where is Ethiopia? Africa. And he took his sons and his the Arabians and the Philistines. So that's the indigenous African people and the indigenous Arabs, right? They came in and took all that was in the king's substance, his household, his sons and his wives, and put them into slavery, captivity. That's history that they don't teach you during Black History Month. That's vital information to know. Because a lot of black folks are in NOI, which is Nation of Islam. A lot of black folks are in regular mainstream Muslim religions. And they don't realize that this was not the deity that our ancestors worshipped. You're listening to the Forefront Radio. We're going to bring out the truth to y'all. You're going to know the truth and the truth is going to set you free. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll be back in just a moment and we're going to get more into this. In just a sec. Why they gotta lie? Why they gotta lie? Why they gotta lie when it comes to the Christ? Tell them back folks that big old lie that Jesus is white. Head like wood, beard like wood, feet like a burn in the fire. Feet like brass, feet like brass, bitch my earth. Why they gotta lie? Why they gotta lie when it comes to the Christ? Tell them back folks that big old lie that Jesus is white. Head like wood, beard like wood, feet like a burn in the fire. Feet like brass, feet like brass, kiss my earth. He is the one to save us from our enemies, enemies. He is the one to save us from our enemies, enemies. Same enemies that put us in a slavery, slavery. to God, saying he's soft like a mushroom, puff like he don't go hard, Exodus 15, 3, my Lord is a man of war, when he come back, better run, better run, cause he coming with a sword, why they gotta lie, why they gotta lie when it comes to God, saying he's soft like a mushroom, puff like he don't go hard, Exodus 15, 3, my Lord is a man of war, when he come hard, better run, better run, cause he coming with a sword, 
discussing Islam and how it affects the black community. We're learning about black history according to the Bible. You're listening to the Forefront Radio. All right, so now we're going to talk about Islam for a bit. Islam was created around 622 AD. That's 600 years after Jesus Christ, the black Messiah, Yahushua, right? And people say that Islam is the true religion, but how can it be when it's such a new religion? Allah has nothing to do with the Bible. Allah is not the God of the Bible. So I'm confused because you have Muslims that walk around talk about, oh, uh, Allah is the same God of the Israelite. No, he's not. No, Allah is not the God of the Bible. Watch this. I'm going to prove it to you. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 64 gets into discussing what happened to our people and how we were enslaved by the Arabs. Watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 64. And the Lord, it says this. Give me one second. All right, here we go. And it says this. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 64, And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth, even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. Wood and stone. So 
when it says that the Most High will scatter us among all people, it literally means that. The word scattered is where we get the word diaspora. You've heard of that term, right? The dispersion of the Jews, the dispersion of the blacks, the dispersion of the quote-unquote Africans, right? That's what happened to us as a nation of people. We were scattered. And what was the mechanism of how we were scattered? Slavery. But wait, there's more. When we got scattered from one side of the earth to the other, from East Africa all the way to West Africa, from West Africa all the way to Brazil, to Haiti, Dominican Republic, America, Canada, uh, Cuba, Dominican Republic, uh, Panama, you know, all these different places we were taken to. And it didn't just happen over towards the West, to the Americas, but also towards the East, Somalia, Ethiopia, India, China, the East African slave trade happened to our ancestors. And that's a history book that many people don't read during Black History Month, but we're going to get into it. But wait, there's more. Not only get, did the Most High allow us to be scattered or dispersed in the diaspora, not only were we taken from one side of the earth to another, but when we did, he says... And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. The wood represents modern Christianity. Our forefathers didn't deal with that. Our forefathers did not worship a white Jesus because Jesus of the Bible was a black person, a black man. Our forefathers were forced to worship the stone. The stone is that Kaaba stone, that stone that is worshipped by Islam. This is a new God. Islam was created in 622 AD. And when Islam started itself, it started itself with war, bloodshed, Slavery and oppression of the children of Israel, of the blacks. And we're going to get some history books to prove that point. Trust me, we spit in facts. This is going to be all facts today. Okay. So, like I said earlier, the God of Islam, Allah, is a new God. He is not something that is of old. Okay, he's a new deity that sprung up from the Arabs. And we're going to get into that. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 17, it says, They sacrifice unto devils, not to God, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods, to new gods that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. So we're reading here that our ancestors had no fear towards these false deities. No fear towards these false deities. So you running around talking about you and the nation of Islam? Stop it. Stop it. Get some help. You are running around talking about you are in Islam? Homie, stop it. Don't do stop it. Stop it. 
Get some help. See, our ancestors, when they were forced into Islam, when they were forced into this modern wicked religion, they sacrifice now to devils, to Baal. Not to the God of the Bible, but to this new God that newly came up. This new God that worshipped a stone. What did we read? What are we reading? The Bible. And you can find out information pertaining to the Kaaba stone later on in this show. So I ask you, if you're a black person that's in the, the nation of Islam, do you not realize that the Arabs had us enslaved in the East African slave trade? They were instrumental in assisting the indigenous Africans to sell us to the Greeks, to sell us to the so-called white man. Are you delusional? Do, are, do you suffer from a mental illness? Because no one can go into a modern religion and not actually research the people behind it. You have to look into the Arabs. The Arabs were not your friends, okay? They were not your friends at all. Bruh. You thought you think they love you. They don't love you. They, we're going to get into this because we got some clips here. And you're going to learn today. You're going to learn. Let's go. I'm telling you, you're going to learn today. We're going to get into it. So now let's look at this other scripture that talks about us dealing with Islam. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 2. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 2. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 3. And verse 2. We're going to get into it today. All right. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 2 states this. Lift up thine eyes onto the high places. So the high places were the places of worship that they set up. Okay. And see where thou hast not been lying with. This word lying means corrupted, defile. Okay, in the ways thou hast sat for them as the Arabian, as the Arabian, as the Arabian in the wilderness, and thou hast polluted the land with thy whoredoms and with thy wickedness. So remember, our ancestors were forced to get involved in Islam to worship this Kaaba stone of Baal and God is saying now, the mechanism of how you got into worshiping these false gods in slavery was through the Arabian, through the Arabian. What are we reading? The Bible. So now one must ask the question, who are the Arabs? Who are the Arabs? Where did they come from? All right, let's go to Genesis chapter 16. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 16, and we're going to get into this thing, right? Who are the Arabs? Where did they come from? Who are they? Genesis chapter 16 and verse 11. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord have heard thy affliction, and he will be a wild man. 
his hand will be against every man and every man's hand against him and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren so the characteristics of ishmael is this man is a wild man and he is against every man and every man is against him who is this talking about this is talking about the arabs Let's go back to Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 2. Lift up thy eyes unto the high places and see where thou hast not been lying with, who has corrupted you, right? In the ways hast thou sat for them as the Arabian, as the Arabian in the wilderness, and thou hast polluted the land with thy whoredoms and with thy wickedness. So the Arabs were the ones that polluted us into idolatry, to worshiping new gods, right? Just like it says in Deuteronomy chapter 32, right? Let's go back to Deuteronomy 32, and we're going to read that again. Don't forget the thought. Deuteronomy 32, verse 17. They sacrifice unto devils, not to God, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. So let's get into this stone thing because a lot of people don't realize that the stone image that they worship is an image of idolatry. It is idolatry. The God of the Bible condemned dealing with the Kaaba stone, condemned the worship of the stone. Watch this. Leviticus 26 and verse 1. Ye shall make no idols, nor graven image, neither rear you up a standing image, neither shall set up any image of stone, of stone, of stone in your land to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. So now question for you Muslims, question, question, question. Question, question, question. Yeah, I got to answer this. Question. Do you not go to Mecca? Do you not go to Mecca and march around a stone in Mecca? And do you not bow down to this stone? And that's a fact. Do you not go around the stone in Mecca, bow down to it, Bruh. bow down to it, Bruh. and worship it when the God of the Bible clearly says, let me read it again. Ye shall make no idols nor graven image, neither rear you up a standing image, neither shall ye set up an image of stone. To bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. Y'all bowing down to a damn stone. Y'all bowing down to a stone. Stop it. Get some help. So how you gonna do that? How you gonna do that? Please stop it. Love of God! For the love of God! Because you got to be an idiot to to read this Bible verse and not think, hold up, isn't there something in Islam called the Kaaba stone? 
Uh, yes, there is. Don't they bow down to this Kaaba stone? Yes, they do. Hmm. So let's get into what the Kaaba stone is, according to your friend, Wikipedia. Let's go to the link. Let's look it up. You know, you got Google nowadays. Google makes you smart. So let's get into it. Let's open a link and look up this thing. All right. Kaaba. According to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, available since 1828, definition of Kaaba. A small stone, a small stone building in the court of the great mosque at Mecca that contains a sacred black stone. What is sacred? Sacred means holy. What is sacred? Deities, gods. So, wait, 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 wait. It says a sacred black stone. Y'all worship in a rock. And is the goal of Islamic pilgrimage and the point toward which Muslims turn in praying. What am I reading? The definition of Kaaba stone. You praying and bowing down to a stone. Bruh. Are you delusional? Do, or do you suffer from a mental illness? Because something got to be wrong with your brain if you literally think that this is holy. I'm going to read it one more time. Leviticus 26, verse 1. You shall not ye shall make you no idols nor graven image neither rear up a standing image neither shall ye set up an image of stone in your land to bow down unto it for i am the lord your god so the most high was like yo you're not supposed to be dealing with no stones you're not supposed to be worshiping no stones the hell wrong with you not supposed to be bowing down to no stone doing your hajj doing your mecca run so watch this. Let's find some more scriptures, precept upon precept, because we're going to get into this thing. I know you don't want it, but you're going to have to get this. Even if it hurts you, you got to get out of that Islam. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. They scared because they don't want to hear this information. But the Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So let's pull up on this thing. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 27 it says this saying to a stock thou art my father and to a stone thou hast brought me forth for they have turned their back unto me and not their face but in the time of their trouble they will say arise and save us this is for you negroes in Islam the Bible says you turn into a stock and a stone saying you my daddy. Instead of the God of the Bible, a living entity that is a creator of all things, you're worshiping a rock talking about you're my daddy. A rock that allegedly fall out the sky, right? Bruh, are you serious? This is ironic. It's ironic. Because many of us don't realize that we're worshiping false gods let's read it again 
Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 27 saying to a stock thou art my father and to a stone thou hast brought me forth for they have turned their back unto me and not their face but in the time of their trouble they will say arise and save us but check out what God says he says but where are thy gods that thou hast made thee let them arise if they can save thee in the time of thy trouble for according to the number of the cities are thy gods O Judah so think about this our people the tribe of Judah the Bible describes what they look like the Bible describes who they are the Bible says this in that same book in Jeremiah chapter 14 verse 2 Judah mourneth and the gates thereof languish they are black they are black unto the ground and the cry of Jerusalem is gone up so the people that we call Jews or the tribe of Judah the Bible says they are black they are black and that's a fact they are black so if you don't believe the Bible, then you're delusional. Are you delusional? Do, are, do you suffer from a mental illness? So we, the tribes of Judah, Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, we got involved in idolatry and worshiped this false deity named Allah. And how did we get into it? How did we get into worshiping Allah and Islam? The Arabs. The Arabs was the ones that got us into idolatry and worship of the Kaaba stone. So now let's get into, right? Let's get into more of this information. Because remember, the Arabs, according to what we read in Genesis, were from Ishmael, right? And Ishmael is a wild man. The wild man that we refer to today is what we call the terrorists, right? And we're going to get into this thing. We're going to cook with some oil, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. Genesis chapter 16 and verse 11. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction, and he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man and every man hands against him and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. So now we got some history right now of Ishmael that we got on YouTube. So we're going to listen to this clip real quick provided by YouTube that gives information pertaining to the Arabs. Moving on, dozens of people have been killed in coordinated attacks by Islamic State-linked terrorists in Mozambique's Palma town. Seven of those were killed in an ambush during an operation to evacuate them from a hotel where they had earlier sought refuge. On Wednesday last week, a group of terrorists snuck into the Palma town and launched attacks that resulted in the murder of dozens of defenseless people. The government security forces have prioritized the rescue of hundreds of citizens. A boat laden with evacuees landed in Pemba yesterday, which had about 1,400 people on board. Foreigners were also among those caught in the violence, but the government has not shared any updates on foreign nationals killed in the attack. 
So far, one South African is known to have died during the attack, as confirmed by his family. An unknown number of militants began attacking the town, which is a gas hub in the province of Cabo Delgado. It forced nearly 200 workers, including foreign employees, to evacuate a hotel where they had taken refuge. All right, so we see here that it says in Genesis, based on what we just listened to, dozens were killed. This happened about nine months ago, okay, by Islamic state-linked attack, okay? So Genesis chapter 16, verse 12, and he, referring to Ishmael, referring to the Arab, right? And he will be a wild man. How wild? He'll strap some C4 to himself and blow everybody the hell up, right? That is wild. That is crazy. That is insane. That is a wicked ideology to have. And you Muslims that's in that religion that's black, you're the Israelites. You're not Arabs. Stop trying to front like you were Arab. You're not Arab, son. You're not Arab. You're not wild like that. White supremacy been messing with you. You're not strapping no C4 to yourself. We don't do that stuff. We're not crazy like that, right? And then it says his man, his hand will be against every man and every man's hand is against him and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. So all those Arabs stick together. No matter what, when they coming up to you talking about brother, brother, you my brother. Nah, they, they, they not saying that we brothers, we not. <laughs> You're not my brother. Okay, so now here is another clip that we have getting into Islam that talks about how this wild man believes he's serving God, but really serves Baal, a false God, a false deity, a false person. Okay, a new God that newly came up because this God is not is not the God of the Bible. So we're going to get into that link right now. Is there a Muslim community that is not doing enough to crack down on extremism? The Muslim community at large would all condemn ISIS. They'd all condemn these acts that we've just witnessed, these horrific acts. But the problem that I see is that, yes, ISIS is fringe, but the Muslim communities share a broad spectrum of beliefs that, that are also shared by the likes of ISIS as well. What, so the challenge, what radicalized you? What made you an extremist? What radicalized me was that I was uh, in my sort of late teens. I had a curiosity of Islam, and I just I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. I bumped into Islamist extremists. They presented to me Islam in this kind of over politicized sense, which was actually hijacked by Islamists. Just list to anyone listening to Kim and Phil Dick just there, and and Piers was asking Phil towards the end of the interview, what can we do? He said, we've got to stop glamorizing. You know, they, it, it's presented as glamorous, mm. this idea of, it, of this fundamentalist view of Islam. Is that, is that what's happening with these young people? I mean, what was interesting in that interview, that very emotional interview, and, and Pierce asked the question, you know, what was the mindset of this person? What, how can we make sense of it? And as a former extremist, I actually understand that mindset. Yeah. And these acts that we just witnessed... It makes perfect sense to me as a former extremist. Why? I understand why. Because there is this... How, how, can, how can killing and maiming thousands of children make any sense to anybody? So you heard that clip, right? He was saying, how can killing and maiming people, right? <laughs> He's, yo, they crazy. 
how is killing and mailing people make sense to somebody of the Islamic religion, right? What are we reading? The Bible. <laughs> it said exactly that prophecy that we read in the book of Genesis, which is the book of beginnings, okay, prophesied about Islam and Arabs and the seed of Ishmael. We got to read it one more again because we got to match up history with the Bible prophecy. Okay, listen, the Bible is the greatest prophetic book on the planet. You want to learn about prophecies? You want to learn about the future? You want to learn about the past, history, science? All of that stuff is in the Bible. Let's read it. Genesis chapter 16 and verse 11. And the Lord, and the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction, and he will be a wild man. The Bible literally saying, Yo, this dude is going to be a terrorist. This dude is going to be wild. He's going to be crazy. His hand will be against every man. How, what does that mean? His hand. He uses weapons of war against other men. That's literally what this guy just asked. Let me play it again. Perfect sense to me as a former extremist. Why? I understand why. Because there is this... How, how, can, how can killing and maiming thousands of children make any sense to anybody? There you go. You hear that? And he says, and let's read that Bible verse again. And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man and every hand, every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. What are we reading? Bible prophecy. What are you listening to? You're listening to a clip from a former ex-Islamic extremist that talks about terrorism how they think and how they operate and how they think that they're serving God. They think they're serving God, but we just read that Allah is a new God, that new God that came up, the new, a new deity. He ain't the God of the Bible. He just came out the blue. And we're going to see this, who this new God is. This new God is the God of Islam. This new God is Baal. A moon god. Okay. Muhammad was born into a culture where moon god worship was dominant. Furthermore, he was born into the Quraysh tribe, who were particularly devoted to the moon god. According to numerous inscriptions, the title of this moon god was Al Ilah, which means the deity or the god, meaning that he was the chief or high god amongst many gods. Al-Ilah, the God, was shortened to Allah in pre-Islamic times. Now this part may be slightly confusing. Until now we have seen that in the Babylonian system, the sun is always presented as a male god and the moon presented as a female goddess. And yet here we find talk of a male moon god, not a moon goddess. This is because there were certain branches where the roles were reversed. The male divinity became the moon and the female divinity became the sun. This form of the mysteries was particularly prevalent in Arabia and amongst the Saxons and Norsemen of Europe. This role reversal remained widespread around Arabia in particular, long after its popularity had waned elsewhere. So this dude said that it became popular in Arabia to worship this moon god. 
Okay. This is important information to pay attention to. There. Echoes of this lesser-known form still exist today. For example, Kush, Nimrod's father, was worshipped as a god under the title Mani or Manai, which means the numberer. So now Kush, if you read back in Genesis, Kush was the deity, um, was was the uh, person that's mentioned in the book of Genesis, and Kush is Ethiopia. So if you notice that um, in Arabia, they spread the doctrine of Islam all the way into places like Ethiopia, Somalia, Eritrea, all of these areas, right? These areas are where our ancestors got scattered into, and these areas of Bantu peoples, Negro peoples, Congolese peoples, Kenya, Tanzania, you know, all these people in East Africa were put into slavery by the Arabs. That's why a lot of them are black Arabs to this day, or, or black Muslims, I should say, right? He is accredited under the Babylonian system with inventing arithmetic. Now, such has been the influence of the Saxons and Norsemen in particular on Scotland that we have a New Year festival that still exists today called Hogmanay. And this comes from Hogmanay, which means the Feast of the Numberer, who numbers the years. Another small example of how Babylon permeates our culture. Muhammad's father and uncle both had the name Allah incorporated into their own names. His father was called Abdallah and his uncle was called Obidallah. This echoes the Babylonian practice of incorporating your god into your own name and illustrates the preeminence of the moon god cult in his time. This fact answers the questions, why is Allah never defined in the Quran? Why did Muhammad assume that the pagan Arabs already knew who Allah was? The answer is because they already did know who Allah was. He was their moon god. Muhammad wasn't attempting to introduce the concept of a new god in the Quran. He was merely building on the one that already existed in, in the area. All Muhammad did was go one step further than his fellow pagan Arabs. While they believed that Allah, the moon god, was the greatest of all gods in a whole pantheon of gods, Muhammad said that Allah was not just the greatest god amongst many, but that he was in fact the only god. In effect, he said, Look, you already believe that the moon god Allah is the greatest of all gods. All I want you to do is accept the idea that he is the only god. I'm not taking away the Allah you already worship. I'm only taking away his wife and his daughters and all the other gods. So you see, so you see that? You have this deity that was already worshipped in pre-Islamic times. That means before Islam came to pass, there was already a de deity named Allah. And that Allah was actually Ba'Allah, which is Baal. The same Baal in the Bible that's known as Belial, right? Or Baalzebub or Beelzebub, which is literally Satan. <laughs> literally Satan. Let's read the Bible again. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 17. They sacrifice unto devils, not to God, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. A picture of an Allah idol recovered in Arabia. Note the crescent moon on his chest. 
The pagan Arabs never accused Muhammad of preaching a different Allah to the one they already worshipped, and archaeological evidence proves that he was one and the same. The Encyclopedia of Religion says, Allah is a pre-Islamic name corresponding to the Babylonian Bel. Allah is so Bel is Baal. That same Bel of the that he just mentioned is Baal. Nothing more than Baal again with a new name. Muhammad attempted to have it both ways though. To pagans he said that he still believed in the moon god Allah, but to the Jews and the Christians he said that Allah was their god too. In effect, it was the same technique that Catholic bishops had used to merge Christianity with paganism. Many Christians today have swallowed the lie that Allah is the same as the Christian God, when he is in fact Baal. Fortunately, Jews and Christians of that time recognized Muhammad's deceptive ideas and rejected Allah as a false god. Of course, this angered Satan no end, and by consequence, it angered his puppet Muhammad no end. And we know that when plan A, manipulation and flattery, fails with Satan, he quickly resorts to plan B, intimidation and persecution. We perhaps never see this more clearly than in the relationship Muhammad had with the Jews. The Quran has a distinct split personality that correlates to two periods in Muhammad's life. At the start of his life in Mecca, he was relatively obscure and had no particular type of influence. He was in a position of weakness. In the second part of his life, he moved to Medina as a wealthy and powerful warlord. There, he was in a position of power. So all the earlier writings from his time in Mecca are generally peaceful. This was the period when Muhammad was in a position of weakness and trying to convince the local Jews that he was a prophet of their God. The plan A year. So you see there, he's trying to convince himself, right? This Arab was going to black Hebrews and telling them that Allah was the same God that they worshipped. But really it was Baal. It was that false idol that our ancestors and the prophets were telling our people not to worship. You understand what I'm saying? So even Jesus the Christ, the black Messiah, said that there would be false prophets in the last days. Watch this. Uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 11. It says, and many false prophets and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many because guess what in the bible the only ones that was the prophets were the children of Israel. What no what no prophets that was a Edomite? What no prophets and seers that was a Moabite? What no diviners that dealt with the righteous God of Israel that came from no other bloodline but you so-called blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans? They ain't got no God. They got a stone. Their God is a rock. Okay? Our God is the real God. And the only the only listen to what I'm telling you, okay? The only prophets came out of the bloodline of the Israelites. I'm going to prove it. <laughs> I am going to prove it. Watch this. Amos chapter 2 verse 11. And I raised up of your sons for prophets. Listen to what the Bible is saying. I raised up of your sons. That means your bloodline, your genes, your genealogy, your generations, your descendants, your bloodline for prophets. 
and of your young men for Nazarites. Is it not even thus, O ye children of Israel, children of Israel? Where's the Arabs there? It, it's not there. So the only prophets of the Bible are the children of Israel, you so-called blacks, Hispanics, Native Americans. We're the ones that deal with prophecy. We're the ones that foresee the future. Our ancestors have that bloodline, that DNA, that, that true connection to the creator of all things. Here's more proof of that. Here's more proof of that. Joel chapter 2 and verse 27 and ye shall know this is God talking this is the creator of all things he says and ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God so Yahweh is the God of Israel only Yahweh is the God of Israel only not Baal not Baalah but Yahweh Yahuwah Israel, the Lord of Israel, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. So it says we ain't going to be ashamed of proclaiming the truth. Because the truth is the truth regardless of if you accept it or not, right? And it says, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Which flesh? Your sons and your daughters, Israel, shall prophesy. Your young men shall dream dreams. Your, your, young, your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. What are we reading? The Bible. What are we reading? The Bible. We getting into some history, y'all. You listening to the Forefront Radio. We bringing out the truth, whether you like it or not. All the later writings from his time in Medina, after he had risen to a position of wealth and power, are full of hate and anger towards the Jews who had rejected him. These are the Plan B years. He started calling for their slaughter and waged war against them, along with anyone else who rejected him or his message. Now it's important to understand that in Islam there is a principle of abrogation. This simply means that wherever there is a contradiction between verses and the Quran contradicts itself a fair amount, the later one cancels out the earlier one. So since the violent, warring verses are the later ones from his time in Medina, they cancel out the earlier, peaceful ones from his time in Mecca. This has been a great tool of deception for Muslims, as whenever they are challenged about the violent fruits of their religion, they point to the peaceful Mecca verses. In ignorance, the average person takes them at their word, completely unaware that those verses are effectively null and void under the principle of abrogation. They have been replaced by later commands to slaughter all non-believers and conquer the world. It is Muhammad's words and actions from the Medina years that fuel Islam's never-ending hatred towards the Jews and the problems in the Middle East. It is the words and actions of Muhammad in the Medina years that encourages and condones all forms of terrorism, lying, deceit, violence, murder of non-believers, oppression and domination as a service to Allah. Islamic terrorists... So he said <laughs> that their ideology is to oppress, to enslave, to murder and kill anyone that doesn't believe in Baal. Who does that? Um, Satan. Because my Bible says that the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Are not acting contrary to the example of Muhammad, their prophet. 
they are acting in perfect harmony with his own actions 1400 years ago. The Bible says that you shall know a tree by the fruit it bears. The entire history of Islam has been littered with this type of violence. And when we look at the life of Muhammad in any detail, we will discover why. It produces bad fruit because it was a bad tree with its roots in the kingdom of darkness. The following are the recorded words and deeds of Muhammad. So it says here, Fight everyone in the way of Allah and kill those who disbelieve in Allah. This is Ibn Ishaq 992. The next quote, it says this, Fight and slay the pagans wherever ye find them and seize them beleaguer them and lie in wait for them in every stratagem of war but if they repent and establish regular prayers and practice regular charity then open the way of them surah 9 verse 5 we got some more quotes we got some more quotes Here's another quote. Allah's messengers called Ali and said, Proceed on and do not look about until Allah grants you victory. And Ali went a bit and then halted and did not look about and then said in a loud voice, Allah's messenger on what issue should I fight with? This is their ideology. This is how they think. The extreme ones, right? Watch this. The people thereupon, the prophet said, but well, there ain't no prophet, but this, we just reading a quote. It says, fight with, fight with them, fight with them until they bear testimony to the fact that there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. Sahih Muslim 5917. This is how they teach. This is their ideology. This is this false religion that the Bible speaks about. Another quote. Two singing girls, Fartana and her friend, who used to sing satirical songs about the Apostle Muhammad, so he ordered that they should be killed. Ibn Ishaq 819, and that's the year, time frame, 819. In the following example, we see Muhammad suddenly and conveniently receive a message from Allah to rape captured women. So here's the quote of them taking our people into captivity. Watch this, it says, The apostle of Allah, may peace be upon him, sent a military expedition to Altas on the occasion of the battle of Hanain. Hanain. They met their enemy and fought with them. They defeated them and took them captives. Took them captives. So who is it that went into captivity? Who is it that went into slavery? 
Hmm. Let's read it in the Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 41. This is a prophecy of the curse that would happen due to disobedience that our ancestors had with the Most High. Because we didn't want to listen to God, he said we would be below the nations, the, the tail and not the head. Due to the fact of our disobedience, we went into slavery. It was a prophecy in the Bible, and we know it now to, today to be history. Watch this. It says that thou shalt beget sons and daughters. You're going to raise up sons and daughters. But thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. They shall go into slavery. Black History Month, y'all. <laughs> Black History Month, here we go. We put two and two together. We put two and two together. The real Jews of the Bible during the East African slave trade were enslaved by the Arabs, took as captives, and we got the historical documentation as proof. Proof, I'm telling you. Proof. We got it straight up from the horse's mouth. Here's another quote. It says this. Some of the companions of the apostle of Allah were reluctant to have intercourse with their female slaves, their female captives in the presence of their husbands who were unbelievers. So Allah, the exalted, sent down the Quranic verse Surah chapter 4 verse 24 it's in their own Quran it's in their own Quran for them to have to fornicate to commit adultery with a female captive in the presence of the husband that's that's directly against the Bible the Bible says thou shalt not commit adultery and these fools talking about you could capture a woman enslave her and have sex with her in the presence of their husband. This is how they think. This is your religion of peace. Come on, black folks. Get up out this doggone thing called Islam. You in the nation of Islam, your God is the God of the Bible. The Israelites of the Bible were the ones that were taken as captives. The Israelites were the ones that were enslaved. You got the transatlantic slave trade by the white man and you got the East African slave trade by the Arab. Why the hell you talking about you Muslim? Why the hell you talking about you Muslim? They enslaved the Jews. You are the real Jews. You are the people of this book called the Bible. <laughs> you going to get this truth at Forefront Radio. Watch this. Here's another quote. It says, And all married women are forbidden unto you, save those captives whom your right hands possess. Abu Dawood 21.50 That's a quote directly from Abu Dawood. That's one of their prominent people, right? It says, And all the married women are forbidden unto you, except the slaves. Huh? So thou shalt not commit adultery don't apply if it's an enslaved black person. That's what you're telling me. You're going to break a law from the God of creation in order to fulfill your lust. 
Thank you, Islam. Thank you for being a religion of peace. <laughs> Bruh, y'all stupid. Y'all crazy for following This event Islam. shows a particular audacity, permitting rape at the drop of a hat simply by conjuring a verse from Allah to support it out of thin air. Any whim or fancy that took him could be acted upon if he claimed he was doing it under divine authority or instruction. Muhammad understood what Nimrod and Semiramis understood, that spiritual authority gives temporal authority. Wherever Satan is involved, there is often a telltale hatred for the Jews, and this comes through loud and clear in Islam. So remember, the Jews are black according to the Bible. So here is a quote that Arabs have against you black folks that call yourself uh, is uh, Muslim, okay? You black folks that don't know that you're really the children of Israel, listen to this. Quotes, the apostle said, kill any Jew that falls into your power. Thereupon, Muhasi Lapat upon Eben Sinaiah, a Jewish merchant with whom they had social and business relations and killed him and killed him. Huwayasa, I'm sorry, Huwayisa was not a Muslim at that time, though he was the, uh, so this merchant, right, that was from the tribe of Judah was killed by Islam. And if you forgot the Bible verse, we're going to read it again in Jeremiah 14. It says, Judah mourneth. Now, Judah is where we get the term Jew. Remember that, right? And the gates thereof languish. They are black. They are black. They are black into the ground. And the cry of Jerusalem is gone up. The cry of Jerusalem is gone up. So there you have it, folks. We're going to take a quick break for you to listen to some music. And we're going to get into part two of this information. I know this is a lot to digest. I know this is a lot of information to digest, but we're going to break down this history information. And we hope that this will set you free because the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So here at the Forefront Radio, we want to encourage others to follow the truth of the Bible. Follow the Most High. Don't follow man. Don't follow the deceptions of man. Follow God. Because God is going to lead us to the truth. God is the one that's going to deliver us. God is going to treat us and teach us the right way that we should go. So here's a song that I have on my SoundCloud page. It's called Wrath. The production was by Kai Akasha. And it's a great song and I hope it brings you some peace.
That's a song called Wrath off of my SoundCloud page. If you want to show support, please go to SoundCloud.com and listen to The Forefront. T-H-E-F-O-R-E-F-R-O-N-T. Um, show some support and some love. Listen to my music, and I hope that you truly enjoy it. I hope it uplifts you and brings you to a higher state of being. And we're going to play another clip of a commercial, and we'll be right back. We're going to play this clip real quick, and I hope it inspires you. Shalom. This is Bishop Nathaniel of Israel United in Christ. I have an important message about your leaders in the Christian church. Your bishops, pastors, reverends, and ministers are all lying to you and leading you straight to damnation. The truth is, you so-called blacks, Latinos, and Native Americans are the biblical Israelites, according to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Jesus Christ is a black man with white wool hair, according to Revelation chapter 1. Verses 14 and 15. We as the Israelites must keep the commandments in the faith of Christ to receive salvation, as it is written in Revelation chapter 14, verse 12. I've challenged and debated Christian authorities all over the world on these issues. Not one of them has been able to negate this truth. 
Your pastors have led you astray, worshiping pagan holidays and false gods, just as in the days of old. So join us on our mission to restore the true nation of Israel before the decree goes forth. The work is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Visit our website at israelunite.org or call us at 855-484-4842 to learn more and visit our schools. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio. We now have a cash app. The link is in the description of the page here on anchor.fm, also on Spotify. We appreciate you listening in. We do have a few features that we are including now. We are selling a few products such as watches, perfumes, colognes, and other uh, products will be available for our Israelite community as well as the general community of the population. We have a Facebook page. Just type in The Forefront Media and you'll be able to get updates of uh, various shows that we drop when they do drop. Um, Please do share this show if you like the show and we do hope that you do love this show. And uh, tune in for more uh, episodes once we have them available. Thank you for listening to The Forefront. I'm your host, Afia Levi Israel.
Easter bunny in a Christmas tree. Paying time to your pastor, though salvation's free. Because I'm giving you the truth, I 